Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. that one out that's the sony he's got a wide open man down the field here he goes that's the 20 the 10 the 5 touchdown danbury what a play here artez taft sorry peter graham wide, wide open, wide open. Jackson, jackson peters, peters. 30 20 10 5 touchdown as i just mentioned Costly four down, not getting it. It is now 26 to 23. Jackson Peters been calling his name all night long. Phenomenal game, and they get all the credit, you know, because I'm watching tape all week. We broke down four games, and I'm saying, oh my God, yeah, this team has talent in every position. This game definitely proves that coming off a big win like Greenwich. Um, we didn't come to practice with the right mentality. Like, we've got a lot to work on, and that's out in this game. We're not invincible, so we just need to keep working as hard as we have been, and we need to show the state who we really are. I just, I, I can't think of a time I was ever more proud of, of uh, a group of kids as I was, was tonight, the way we fought. You know, we, we had to do a lot of readjusting after the Newtown loss. You know, um, I think it was a real awakening for us, where we were at as a program, and things that we had to adjust and, and do differently. And, you know, we did a lot of that tonight, and that was a lot, a, a huge part of our uh, successes tonight. But, uh, you know, regardless, as much as this is a moral victory, it's, it's disappointing. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to The Meat Grinder, your weekly dose of high school football talk in Connecticut, and I'm your host, Sean Patrick Bowley. And with me, as always, is Pete Bagwaga. Peter, how are you? Good, Sean. How are you? I'm um, great. This is going to be kind of an NBL-themed show here with uh, Ansonia now facing undefeated Woodland. We're going to talk to Chris Moffo, the Woodland head coach, in just a little bit. But at the top of the show, you heard the stunning, stunning results going on up at uh, Brookfield High School where Danbury, good old Danbury, giving Darianne a run for its money. I beat unbelievable uh, scene up there. I didn't go. Uh, but uh, I wish I did. That's the Danbury team I wanted to see against Newtown last week. They show up. I thought they had no shot against a team that just beat Greenwich, and Greenwich wiped the floor at Danbury to start the season. Danbury shows up. You have Xavier Ross catching touchdowns. You have Artez Taft catching long touchdowns. J Jackson Zacone's play playing great. Uh, the upset was in the making, and then suddenly Jackson Peters happened, and at the top of the show, you heard a little bit from Jackson Peters. The hero of Darianne's 26-23 barn burner over Danbury. And you heard a little bit also from Darianne head coach Rob Chaffone and, of course, Augustine Thierry, who was just heartbroken. I mean, proud of his team. Great effort. Just but uh, just heartbroken that they they lost that game yeah i think they're i think they're on their their way we talked about it. we had we had coach gary on uh earlier this year and we spoke about it i think this was a really good game for them to compete <clears throat> and play well 
Um, I obviously they would have wanted to win this game. Yeah, obviously. But I think this is a good stepping stone for them and for you know for Darianne, according to our commenters, this was a trap game. Oh, jeez, the uh, trap game. We just we it's just make a, up terms when the not, narrative doesn't fit our it's comments. It's such an FCAC thing, the trap game. I mean, just being. They it's don't fun. play hard enough schedules it's, to have trap games. It's. <laughs> That's what I know. The, you hear the, the the old trap game. They say that constantly in the FCI. I mean, I've been covering football for 20 years, and that's that's strictly a Fairfield County thing because it, they get a lot of these big matchups, and then the next game, oh, it's a tough opponent. Oh, it's a it's a trap. Oh, it's a trap game. Trap game. You know what? You play you play the guys. You're supposed to. You're Darianne. You're number three ranked. New talent handled Danbury. You're supposed to handle Danbury, and yeah. so did Greenwich yeah. too. By the way, <laughs> just just. But these guys on our comments trap game. You, you don't play a hard enough schedule to have. You don't you look at look at Shelton's schedule. <laughs> Norwich Free Academy, Cheshire, Newtown, Xavier, North Haven, Hand Prep. Yeah, we, look at Dar- Darian. They had leading into Greenwich. Now, don't get me wrong. They beat Southington at the beginning of the year. It yep. was a very good game. But this is what they had the next three weeks leading into Greenwich: West Hill, Trumbull, Trinity, Wright, Tech. Yeah. Trap game? Trap game? Yeah. Enough with the trap game, Oh, guys. my God. You're supposed God. to beat them. But, but, again, a couple of weeks ago, I'm throwing my hands up. Now I'm going to stick up for my SEC teams here. A couple of weeks ago, Hand beats Norwalk 41-6. 41-6. Norwalk scored the first touchdown. Hand scored 41 unanswered <laughs> points. And here are the comments on the story. All right. Congratulations, Norwalk, for losing 41-6, to first off. Uh, clearly knocking on, on the yeah. door of upper Congratulations. echelon football. A play here or there. A play here or there. A play here or there for a six-touchdown difference. And we are reading about a stunned number one team. You clearly gave all the off-field experts something to think about. You know what I thought about? I thought about Hand winning another game by six touchdowns. Yeah. That's what I thought about. Are you kidding me? You guys are Are you nuts. kidding me? And then there, And there was another one. Um, one of them watched the game on, on NFHS, which was where, I, you know, it's great. You get to watch high school football games if you can't go. Very, very cool. But Norwalk made hand work hard. Yeah. Hand won by six touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Work hard. They beat them nice. They traveled from Madison to Norwalk, and they beat them by six touchdowns. And this is nothing against Norwalk. This is, a, I'm just, this is, Norwalk beat, wins, wins a game by, what, 35 points? And everyone's losing their minds. Yeah. And Darianne. <laughs> Almost loses a game to a Danbury team they should have beaten. And they were like, you know what, though? It's a trap game. Oh, it's a trap you know, game. That darn hard FCAC. That, and it's not even just the FCAC. They were doing it when 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 St. Joe's almost lost to Prep. Not almost lost. When St. Joe's beat Prep by 30. Right. It was a close game, and St. Joe's pulled away. And everyone was freaking out that, oh, they didn't look like the number two team. Yeah. They why, won by 30. Why is why is Hand and St. Joseph, why are they the anointed one or two teams? Why can't we get Darian or Greenwich in there? Blah, blah, blah. You guys got to figure out what are you talking about? Oh, my God. It's insane. Which, Look, go, which, go to the comments and read them. and you, you could see all the usernames are the same. It's incredible. Which, guys, which is it? Is it Hand looked bad? Or, like, if Han looked bad against Norwalk and we should be doubting their, their number one credentials, what was that against uh, Dan, Danbury, Darian? What was that? You know? I mean, like, <laughs> listen, Danbury is a good team. They're awesome, and they're going to be very – I think they're going to be very good in a, like – Danbury soon. is a good team, okay? Uh, 
that's number one. But here's my question for Tampa Bay. Where were you guys last week? Like, I, I, you didn't you barely even got off the bus to play Newtown. And that's the other thing. Darren Ann, I mean, got some issues. I don't know what they were doing there. There's a couple key things that happened there. So so I went to the Weathersfield Middletown game. And I, I just, I was so tired. I could, Ned Griffin of the day asked me if I was going to go over to Darian Danbury. I'm like, I'm like, no way. After Dan Barry last week against, the week before against Newtown kind of laid an egg, uh, I wasn't going up there to see that again. So I stayed home. But I did watch it on the Darian uh, Athletic Foundation YouTube, which tremendous job, by the way. Damian Andrew, friend of the program, uh, great, great job getting us that. Um and I was able to watch on my new big screen TV, which is, which is tremendous. But so I'm watching it, and Darian was up 13 to nothing, and then all of a sudden Danbury comes flying back with 16, 16 consecutive points to take the lead. Xavier Ross catches a 75-yard touchdown pass from from Jackson Chaconi. and all of a sudden now you're in now you're in the third quarter, and you're like, whoa, baby. So Darian scores to go up 20 to 16. And they get the ball back, and they are down at the – they had, I think it was first uh, first and 10 at, like, the 11. So they could get a first down without scoring. I don't know what happened there. All of a sudden, Danbury decides to stiffen, and now they're going to kick a field goal. And I guess it was a botch snap or, or something happened. I don't know whether they were going to try and fake it. To I don't know what happened there, but first and 10 at the 11 – and they did not score. And then next thing you know, our tests have 85-yard touchdown pass. And now everybody, now you're going into the fourth quarter thinking, wow. I mean, this, it, was, it, was, it was early. Actually, it was early in the fourth quarter. Now you're like, wow, this is going to happen. Dan Barry is kicking itself, kicking itself, because then they got the ball back. They had fourth and one at about like the 20-yard line-ish. And then what happened, Pete? False start. So now it's fourth and fourth and, and long. They weren't going to be able to kick it. Didn't get it. And then Jackson Peters saved D- Darian's bacon again. And then he saved it again when he had a pickoff of, uh, of uh, Jackson so Coney. So you're telling me that Darian, in theory, I'm taking the commenter's thought process, the woulda, coulda, shouldas. If Greenwich doesn't get flagged for the face mask and Darian and Danbury doesn't go offsides, we're talking about a two-loss area. Yeah, you could here. be. I mean, it, right? I mean, I, I should comment on our site about that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to go that far. Listen, they won no, that I'm Greenwich kidding. game fair and square. They were of course up, they, they were up twenty-one. Well, Darien's no, a great nothing. team, and and you need. To win a state title, you need to be tested like this. And Darianne showed a guy like Jackson Peters is a big time player. Um, they, you know, you need to win games like this if you're going to win a state championship. Yeah. So they were tested, and they you were usually able to fight have a back game and like win. this. Yeah. yeah, they were able to fight back and win. We were having fun. Um, you know, I think Danbury is a really good program. I think Coach Tier is doing a good job. I think they're right there. Yeah. Um, this win would have, you know, been awesome for them for their season, but they didn't get it done this time. They have enough on their schedule the rest of the way to, to have some big wins, but I think Darian went home, you know, being like, thank God we got out of here with a win, and we need to figure a lot of stuff out. Yeah. I mean, look, let me just tell you something about Jackson Peters. Jackson Peters, he, he had a great game, had the winning touchdown catch against Greenwich, and then he, he had 155 yards receiving in the, in the second half of the hmm. game. They could not cover him. Just like the D- Darian secondary, which I don't know whether it were cramps again, I don't know what what it was, but uh, they uh, they were those those Danbury kids were wide open. I mean, 
Taft's touchdown to put them up 23-20 to 20 was – I don't know where Darian was in that play. So, uh, But Jackson Peters has had – these two games you – know, the reason why they have, they've won these two games back-to-back is because of Jackson Peters. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, he's a great lacrosse – just a great athlete. Great yeah. lacrosse player. Uh, and he's a he's just a tremendous receiver. I mean, and yeah, I mean, I, I was I was stunned. I was just stunned. And uh, I just want to know, Dan Perry, where was this last week, man? We were waiting for you. you had it, you know. I mean, they could have. You play like that, man. You sh- you should be beating New. You should be beating Newtown. I don't know whether it's a matchup thing. That's usually probably what it is. Newtown just put them to sleep. Well, I mean, so where where are the calls for Newtown to be number one now? Yeah, <laughs> they, there are some people out there. Danbury. There are some people out there. I don't want to say who, but they have Newtown pretty high. They yeah. have Newtown ahead of Darien. I so, don't. I don't think you can argue against that. No, I, I, it's hard to because you look at Newtown's schedule. That's no joke what they've done. There's no trap games on that schedule. No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, but that was a, just a thrilling game. Uh, good for Darian to come back like that. That would have been that would have really upset. Stuff. That would have shook because then that Thanksgiving game becomes yeah even more toss-up. important. Where it's like it's still a toss. Oh, it's still a toss up. But I'm saying like if Danbury wins and Darian goes into you know eight and one on Thanksgiving and and. Uh, yeah. New Canaan's eight and uh, seven and two. It's like one of those guys is going home. You know, depending on how it breaks. But uh, last that didn't happen. So. so I'm like watching on TV. I got Ryan Lacey who's at who was at a uh, soccer game. He's like, I got to get over there. He runs over there. Um, I loved it. I loved watching for once watching games on 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 my big screen TV. It was awesome. Uh, great job by DAF. Uh, the Darien Athletic Foundation and Dame Andrew doing that job. It's just tremendous. So looking at the top 10, we have number one, Hand. Number two, St. Joseph. Darien still hangs in there at number three. Of course. It's, I think they should be. I yeah, still I have think them at, I still have them at three. Listen, you, you, you have one game. You want to talk about things that do happen during the season. You do have that one game where you actually have to work. I mean, yeah, but, you're going to get the team's best shot. Yeah, in but, Darien's case, and, they got but everybody. Everybody says, well, Darien's played – you yeah. know, they've had these great matchups. And, yes, they beat Shelton team, they beat Greenwich. But, like, Newtown beat a Shelton team that was ranked. Yeah. You know, they it's beat, not they a, beat it's Prep, n- they beat West Haven, they beat these good programs, yet I don't know why they're they're behind Greenwich right now. Right. Well, hey, listen, Newtown has a great case to be higher than they are at number oh five. Newtown- Bloomfield's still sitting there at number six. I think that they <laughs> – Bloomfield gave up another touchdown this week. Oh, they've only had 13 points all year. Just, you know, just pointing this out because we're looking at the standings right uh, right now. They're seven and zero. Bullard Haven's seven and zero. Sheen six and zero. Woodland seven and zero. Yet Bloomfield's behind Bullard Haven, Sheen, and Woodland in points. Yeah, whatever. But I'm just saying that talks to the strength of their schedule. <laughs> it does. Southington makes the move. They pass Ansonia in the standings after sending uh, Simsbury to its first loss. Twenty. Uh, sorry, thirty five. To seven against Simsbury, and uh, that was the game I saw. Uh, we'll talk about it in a second. Ansonia at number eight, Ridgefield at number nine, and Cheshire still there at number ten. And uh, let me just quickly get the Southington, uh, which defeated uh, Simsbury. Where the heck did Jack McManus come from? Oh my goodness, Pete! This kid. I'm sitting there with Sean McFarland of the Hartford Current, and we're like, I've never heard of this kid before. He caught three touchdown passes. One of them was on fourth down with five seconds left. 30, or it was like a 29-yard touchdown pass. 
from Brady Lafferty, and they needed that put him up twenty-one to seven on a buzzer beater, and that was it. That was basically the game. He caught another touchdown pass, same type play where he catches it over the middle, and then weaves his way around and bulls over a bunch of defenders, and then he caught it another fourth down touchdown pass later on uh, to put them up thirty-five. Uh, he scored three three straight touchdowns in that game. And Southington, by the way, great defensive effort. I, I've never hadn't seen him yet. I absolutely love Billy Carr. <laughs> Billy Carr, the linebacker, he 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 scored on a on a short run. I think it was fourth down, as well. I think Southington scored on four fourth downs uh, last week. Billy Carr's then later on he, he I thought he had it too. He rests away a ball. And then runs all the way back for a touchdown. I, and he thought he had it. Tremendous player. He's great. But but Jack McManus came out of nowhere, caught like six passes for almost a, for like a buck fifty and three touchdowns. One on a buzzer beater. And I think Southern. I think they found their their quarterback. They got Lafferty in there now. He's their starter. And with that defense, they they are tough. You saw them early in the season. You you were raving about their defense. They held Darian to 18 points and one of them was like a pick six wasn't it yep it was a pick so six in the final they only game. held they, they held Darian to two touchdowns so the, Southington's starting to feel it now and uh they're going to be pretty dangerous uh down the way I thought that was a tremendous uh tremendous game by them but and Simsbury I, I don't know Pete I don't know I'm, I'm a little worried about them they're going to make the playoffs but it was not a, a great effort they they were up six nothing and then it was like they just could not find a way. Boshans, your boy, couldn't find a way to crack that. They couldn't get the run game going. Defense played okay, but, you know, you're giving up fourth down touchdowns left and right. You got to start wondering, you know, are yeah, we doing I something think right they're, I think they're uh, – I think they'll still make the playoffs because of their schedule. Yeah, their schedules. The rest um, of the way, they should win all those games. Yeah. Don't tell that. Dave Masters that. I'm like, Dave, you're going to win the rest of your games. He's like, oh, I'm not nah, going to. Nah, he can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> also, Dave Masters, if anyone's a Marvel fan, Dave Masters looks like Kevin Feige, like spot on. But anyway, um, <laughs> no, I think Simsbury, this was a big test for them, and they kind of saw where they are, and they're going to regroup. And, I mean, I'm sure they would like another shot at Southington come December. They have some work to do, but it was kind of like the Danbury Newtown game where – they just didn't really get off the bus, you know. And I hate to say it like that, but it just, I, it just, they just seemed out of their depth against the Southern team. And Southern, let Billy Carr tell you about it right here. Here you go. You were pretty fired up to this one. Uh, yeah, obviously, like, um, <laughs> we would get article you guys came out with about them being six zero and that kid, and we just felt like. We needed to make that statement. Whether they're six and zero, we're five and one. We're showing them we're the champs of this conference. And I love what Jack McManus said afterward. He he said that we we're all asking him. So you know this is a big game. Blah blah blah. You guys wanted to show them who was boss, and he goes, "Yeah, you come to the dungeon. That's what happens." <laughs> that's right. That's what they call it. Like their fan section, something. It's like the that. night crew. The night crew, by the way. You guys got a long way to go before you get to Ramland level. You guys, wow. I know I know it was cold. I know it was cold out. I, my hands were freezing. It, we got a storm or whatever it was, a storm the night before. Next thing you know, temperatures dropped like a, off a cliff. But night crew, if they, you're going to be like that on Thanksgiving, don't even come to the game. My goodness. You guys wow. did not. I saw f- some powder being thrown up. I don't like the powder throwing. I think that's. Yeah, you know, whatever. But that was it. You guys only sat on your hands the whole night. I, I, listen, bring hand warmers. Bring. Bring hot cocoa. 
Wow. But you, you guys got a long way to go wow. before you get to Ramland level. Like that Thanksgiving, you guys better show up. Because, you know, I went to Ramland. They're singing, you know, Bon Jovi. They're singing Sweet Caroline. They're screaming and yelling. The kids are all running up to them and stuff. The night crew, where, where were you? Was, this was Southington's biggest home game of the season. Yeah. You guys got a, a, a long way to go. I mean, but uh, Southington uh, itself, Sad. Billy Carr, great. You got Lafferty now, a quarterback. He looks good. And then, and now you have guys coming out of nowhere like Carter Ullman. You caught, still have Carter Ullman. Carter Ullman is great. That. I mean, they 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 did a nice job. I mean, he caught a beautiful touchdown pass down the left side to get him going, put him up seven six. But after that, you know, they they pretty much handled. They they had no answers for Jack McManus, who was he was a JV player last year, just started this year at defense as a linebacker with alongside Carr. Played great there, but he came into this game with four catches, four catches. And I asked Dave Mazur, they like, Dave. Did you guys know about this kid? He goes, well, he showed up on film. We we, we knew he was going to be a problem. I'm like, but, but he only had four catches going into the game. Now he's got 10 catches and four touchdowns on the season. So <laughs> Southern did an unbelievable job there. So that they, they look, they're looking good. I bumped them up in my poll. I'd completely dropped uh, Simsbury out. Pete, you went out and you saw a pretty massive game there too. Over yeah, in, nice uh, little Pequot. Um, yeah, was that your first trip to uh, Rockville? First trip to a game for Rockville. I went up there earlier this year. Mm. Um, Twenty nothing, Rockville win. Uh, their defense played awesome. The offense scored early, and then the game kind of slowed down. A lot of penalties. Lot of you talked to Eric and Brian after the game. They were just not pleased. Um, John O'Coin threw two TDs to Jaquan DeFore, who's legit. Yeah, kid's he, good. Dufour is the real deal. Yeah, I know he's getting some looks. I believe he went on an official. He went on a visit to UConn recently. Mm, okay, um, kids legit. O'Coin led the defensive charge for the Rams. They kept Stafford out of the end zone. It just they like Rockville scored twice early, and then it kind of just slowed down. Yeah, and it was like really penalty filled, but it was an emotional game. Rockville seven and zero for the first time since nineteen ninety five, when they were like. Winning state championships, um, and this—I mean—that was the biggest game of the year for them. And they're gonna—they're seven and zero. They're top the class and point rankings. They got Coventry, Morgan, and Ellington end the season. I—I I know Eric won't say, but I mean, I think Rockville's gonna go ten and zero. The Rock should go. The Rock is restored, man. Uh not 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 yet, not yet. I got—I I did see Eric got to ring the bell. He did first time ever. Uh, I believe it was John O'Coin's stepdad in the stands, like yelled it out to him. <laughs> and he's like, that. "We're seven and zero. We haven't been seven and zero in forever, and you haven't rang the bell once yet." And everyone went crazy. It was it was a really cool scene. If you ever go there and they win, you stay after they ring the bell. Really emotional game. Obviously, we talked about the the relationship between Eric and Brian. Uh, there was a nice embrace at the end of the game. They were talking before. There's it's a becoming it's budding into this very friendly friendly rivalry. Yeah. Between the schools, but just to point out, you know, Rockville, yeah, they play in the Pequot. I know a lot of people are going to say that these they've allowed zero points, three points, seven points, fourteen, nineteen, three, and zero. That's unbelievable. That's pretty good. That's unbelievable. And the nineteen points they allowed against Coggenshock, they had to come back and win in that game. You were there. Yeah. So this is a really, really good Class M team. This isn't just a really Class good M should be fun. Team. Class M, we joked about Class M. Yeah. How wide open it is. You look at Class M right now. You know. You give me Rockville Killingly in the finals, like I'm all in. Right. So we're kind of like, I mean, double L's kind of like this, but L is it's preordained. Yeah. Hand St. Joseph, unless like the whole team comes down with dysentery yep. or something, you know. 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, nice to see D- uh, Dave Mastriani. Yes, he was back in the booth. Back in the booth as he predicted when he first uh, said that he had had additional surgeries to contain uh, a cancer diagnosis, uh, of can- cancer of the appendix. He was a cancer survivor already, and then he had yep. another another round of it. Um, looks like everyone's very optimistic. He was just really weak. He missed the last two games. The, the team kind of rallied around it. Um, but uh, it was nice to see that Dave was able to get back. Everyone was kind of happy about that. But, yeah, so anyway, preordained in Class L. Class Double L is... I mean, Darian. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of a kind of a mess right Darianne, now. Darian, Newtown, Southington, Ridgefield, Simsbury, Cheshire, Greenwich, Naugatuck. Naugatuck losing the Torrington yeah. through a oh big wrench God. from that because now Naugatuck has to win on Thanksgiving to get in. What happened to Naugatuck? My goodness. I don't know, but that opened up so many because in theory, when was the last time Naugatuck beat Antonio? So if they the last time Nogatuck beat Ansonia is the last time Ansonia lost an NVL game. That's 2010. All right. So if Nogatuck loses, they're going to go to eight. They're going to finish the year eight and two. Hall is sitting there at five and two with three possible winnable games to end the year at eight and two. Shelton's five and two. They got hand coming up in two weeks. So who knows? Ludlow's there. I mean, they got Greenwich. Wow. Think um, about that. Hamden. I mean, well, Hampton's got Amity, Sheehan, and Notre Dame, <laughs> but um, Norwich Tree Academy's still alive. I mean, there are so many four and three teams now that Naugatuck lost yeah. that this changes a lot of things. Yeah, Class Double L is kind of a toss-up right now. I mean, if you ask me right now where it would end, I'm gonna have I'd have to go with Darian. I figured Darian Grant. I don't even know if they're gonna be on the same side of the uh, opposite side of the bracket. Yeah, at this point, I, mean, I don't know what I, I don't see Greenwich losing. I mean, I don't see Darian losing another game. I think Darian. I don't go, see Newtown yet either. I don't see Lu- Newtown's probably going to have an undefeated record. Darian, I know New Cannon might show up in that game. Yeah, but I'm going to just say, as things stand now, I think I like Darian in that game. So Darian and Newtown are probably going to finish one two. Right. So now it comes down to points where Greenwich gets put, or yeah. where Southington gets. I don't think so. Southington's got Cheshire at the end of the year. Yep. But I, I don't and see... And that will throw a wrench in. One of those teams is going to be 8-2. and two. I mean, Cheshire always shows up in that game. But I'm just Usually. saying, it's like, one of those teams is going to be 8-2 and two now, and there's some teams that are sitting there at 5-2. and two. Like, I mean, Sean has to beat Hand in two weeks, which I huh. don't think we don't think will happen, but... Who the hell knows? Mm. I mean, if Sheldon wins that game, all of a sudden they're back into it after we buried them two weeks ago. We had the funeral and everything. Yeah. We wore black all week. Yeah. <laughs> Yet here they are because Naugatuck loses to Torrington. All of a sudden, Shelton's still in the mix. Yeah. Shelton's in the mix. Fairfield Ludlow. Yeah. Fairfield Ludlow is a prep victory away. They, that game was back and forth. Yep. Got a late touchdown. Well, they got Greenwich and Danbury coming Mitch up, Ross is, has done an, an amazing awesome job. job. Like, think about where how many guys that they lost last. They lost all staters. They had, we were pouring dirt on their grave. Oh, yeah. Ludlow, great job last year. Yeah. Can't do it again. And you look at you, they're right you look in at, it. You look at NFA. I mean, they're four and three. They got Killingly, Bacon, New London, but I mean, a strong seven and three team with a lot of points. So, so class double O is kind of a mess. But getting back to class M, that's I mean, I'm excited for him. Torrington put itself right back in the mix. Now, I granted Nogatuck, they didn't have Malachi Gaddison. They didn't have one of their top receivers, uh, Jeff Chabelle. But like, wow. <laughs> and I knew Torrington was going to be good. 
Like we knew, we 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 thought that this was going to be their best team since 2014, right? Yeah, but then when they lost to WCA, that was the, look at that one, man. That uh, they're they're going to be kicking themselves because they should be six and one and in the top six. They the, gave they they gave Woodland a tough go of it. It was 18-8 early in the season, um, and then when they lost to WCA, you're like, oh, that's kind of it for for that's it. for Torrington. But hey, listen, credit to Guy Tan Rodriguez and uh, I guess Christian Estefani. Was you know an all-state sprinter and everything. He was tremendous. He had a set, a 57-yard touchdown in they the first run, quarter. They just run the ball. Yeah. Um, and I, Weston is clinging right now. This is a team that we crazy. thought was going to make M easily. They lose James Getz, who I guess he's coming back. Say he should week. be coming back next, uh, next week. And they they held it off long enough, but they ran to a really good new Fairfield team who just didn't have such a good start to the season. You could see that new Fairfield. Team went in there. Like, if we had picked that game, I would have picked New Fairfield. Yeah, I, I even so I even said it in the guide. I was the like, "Who's the underdog?" The problem is, here? is they're in M, and there's a lot of teams with two losses there hanging around, so they're going to need points in their favor. So now Weston's kind of sitting there, and you're like, "They got Notre Dame, who's not an easy team to beat." No, uh, Massick, who's Massick, that's you know, and then Joel Barlow, who's good. That Barlow game's going to be huge on Thanksgiving for them. I mean, Weston really needed to win this game against. New Fairfield. Yeah, I didn't see it happening. I mean, neither I, did I. If they have James Getz, I think it's different. But they needed to win this game with the. It's pretty open for. I mean, I, if you ask me right now, I think Weston makes it. I think they beat Barlow on Thanksgiving, but I. That's seven never wins, know. though. Well, I, mean, I, I feel like that. Well, no, I feel like they they beat Massick. I feel like they get the eight and two, Weston. I'm looking at New Fairfield and New Fairfield. I can see New Fairfield going eight and two as well. They got the hard part of their schedule done. You have Granby. I mean, it's going to be tough for those last few spots there. Granby's this is where there. this is where you know we we kind of kill the 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 alliance bit and we kind of kill the SEC scheduling. I know we then we juxtapose and we turn around we 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 kill the FCX scheduling. It's like which is it, Pete, Sean? What, oh what, no, what I, I hate the FCX schedule. I've been on record for that for a long right, time. Right, right. I mean, we, we we want a little bit more of a you know you need to balance it out. Like SEC goes way too far and the FCX doesn't do enough. Yeah. So, but uh, but the thing about the alliance games is you have a new Fairfield knocking off East Haven, yeah. which needs points in Class M. That's why this is good. Yeah. That's playing these teams that are in your class at least. That way you have direct influence on what you're doing. On how you control That's why them. we love the Alliance games, especially when they're Alliance games that pit you against teams that are in your class. Because yep. now you can actually do something about the teams that are ahead of you yep. or something like that. So New Fairfield does itself. That's why the East, East Haven win was big for them because they bumped East Haven down and handed yep. them their second loss. East Haven's got Lyman Hall. Law and Brantford left, so they're going to need to win out in order to stay in the race here. Yep. Um, and then you have Weston and you know teams like Windsor Locks still there. Oof, yeah, it's crazy. And then S S. I mean, we we have a coach coming on from Woodland uh, to talk a little bit about S. But this is a big week for us. You got obviously Woodland versus Ansonia. They're both seven and zero. Um, Bloomfield's playing another team that they should beat by a bunch. Uh, and Sheen's. Sheen's getting that first test of their SCC Tier 2 schedule with North Haven. Yeah. That's a big game. North That's Haven, a big game for we've Sheen. We've seen North Haven play really well, and we've seen North Haven not show up. But this is an S school going to North Haven, an L school who's been there and the won slow a lot of big games tre- I mean, I guarantee you they're letting that grass grow. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're probably watering it, too. <laughs> too. They're going to get mud. Sagnell is bringing, like, he's bringing, like, uh, miracle grow. And yeah. <laughs> 
Like it's gonna be. This is this is where we're gonna. This is when everyone's like, I don't understand why you guys don't vote Sheehan high and this and that. And they're in my. Top everybody 15. loves Sheehan. Everybody thinks that they're really good. But I think a lot of people were waiting to see how yeah. Sheehan is going to do. They have an L school, double L school, double L school, and an M school to finish. If you really want to break down Class S, it's gonna be it's gonna Bloomfield. Start that week. It's gonna be Bloomfield, and unless Woodland decides to show up this week, it's gonna be Ansonia. Ansonia. I mean Sheehan. Is the only one in S where I'm like I feel like Sheehan could probably I contend feel, with these teams. I feel like Sheehan can run with Bloomfield. Right, yeah, I think they can run with Bloomfield. But can they defend Bryden and, and their receivers? That's I the think, question but there. those kids who can run on offense play defense too. Fair enough, because they're in S school. <laughs> um, before we get to Chris Moffa, just a quick shout out to your boy Desmond Lyman for winning his first game. As head coach of Basic. Basic, its first win since joining the SEC. They broke a, it wasn't against an SEC team. They're still looking for that first SEC 28, victory. 28. 28 game losing streak. They beat Central 12 to 7, Derek Lewis in a barn burn at Kennedy, Kennedy Stadium. And just quick, here is, we're going to talk about it real quick. Here is Lyman talking about. What this means to the team. It means so much to me because uh, people don't understand this. Somebody grown up in broken homes and, and, and rough environments, you really don't care about stuff. You really don't care. So it's amazing to see when they care about it, what they could do. So with Desmond saying basically like this is just they need community support. They need there's these kids they they. They don't have a lot of the stuff that other kids around the state do. Their problems are much tougher than a lot of the kids. You think you have problems? You know, go live on the East End of Bridgeport or go live anywhere in Bridgeport, you know. It begs the question here because we get on schedules a lot and we say, should it be done by class or should it be done by power, like cocky-ish or, or is a hybrid or something? A lot of the city schools are not doing well this year, just overall across the state. I mean, if you look at it, I think it's like 22. They've won like 20-something games and lost over 100, like almost 120 overall. Is is that something that needs to be addressed? Does there need I to think, be like a fifth division or something? I don't know if there – Like, like a text division? I don't, like these, I don't like, like these creating more divisions and more champions. It no, makes I know. our lives a lot harder. I think when you look at these, and Scott Erickson did the story on the schools that have multiple high schools in their towns, I think that's where you have to start. I think this – I think this is bigger than just football. I think there are, what, three high schools in Hartford Public. There's three public high schools in Bridgeport. There's two public high schools in Stratford, two in Norwalk, two in Meriden. Right. You know, it goes to the point where it's like, well, what if these schools were just one high school? I if, wouldn't have a problem. If Bridgeport Central and Bassett were one team, would they have 100 kids? I think so. Oh yeah, they would have the best kids in the city playing. Right. If you know, Walling, if Maloney and Platt were the same team, they don't beat Hand last year, but they, but I think they compete a little bit better, and they're they're a top team every Where, year. They're combined. If you are a good football player in the city, and some prep school comes to you and says, "Look, we'll give you X Y Z." Yeah, you, you know, go. Money, you go. Yeah. There's nothing keeping them there. Why would you stay at a team that where it's or program where? You know, you don't have anything, and you're you might win one game, might, yeah, or two. Um, now, granted, Hill House has been good in the past, you know, and uh, there have been plenty of good city schools, but 
it just feels like that certain schools or certain cities are they just now you, you know you have teams like Darien and New Canaan or wherever. I mean, not just them; those are the richest ones. But you have teams that are bringing like you know HDTVs, you know, and tents to the field, and you guys are like still you know drawing plays in the dirt. I mean, I, I'm I'm exaggerating. But, you know, it begs the question, like, where should there be levels? Should there be? And there was a story in The New York Times about this where, you know, where this technology is just outracing the ability to pay for all this. You have to pay for huddle. You got to pay for all this stuff. And, and you know, for the good of the game, what uses it for t- programs that and you always say you want to get better. Oh, get better, get better, get better. Some of these teams just aren't going to get better, no matter what they do. Central was good back in the day, and you know Harding was good back in the day, and Hill House has been good, and and so it's not it can't it can be done, but it's much harder now than it ever was. I don't know, just something to think about. I mean, they house obviously have a lot to deal with, and uh, you know it doesn't do anybody good to see them get their heads kicked in week in week out. You don't want to you know give teams a pass as we were saying the last week, but. Should there be alongside like the tech schools? Should there be some levels there? Just food for thought. I don't know. So with that said, the big week, the big game this week is Ansonia, which hasn't lost an NVL game since 2010. Woodland gave it a go last year. So we're going to bring on the Parks and Rec Director of Prospect, Chris Moffo. 7-0 team goes into the belly of the beast, Jarvis Stadium on Fridays. Joining us on the show is, of course, the aforementioned head high school football coach for Woodland High School, the undefeated Woodland Hawks. It's Chris Moffo. Chris, how you doing? What's going on? Welcome good. How are you guys today? Good, good, good. Hanging in. It's a nice, nice Monday. What's going on at Parks and Recs over at Prospect? <laughs> uh, getting, getting ready for basketball season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Youth basketball season. Is that a, uh, is that a hard thing to organize? Uh, Depending on the year and how many kids we get, yes, typically it is. So I had a cool question. Once I learned that you were the director of Parks and Rec at Woodland, do you prospect. do you got prospect? Um, do you guys run Highland Greens golf golf course? We do not. Okay, good. So I can say it. I don't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird par three. I don't know if you're a golfer or not, but yeah, that I do well. I got clubs. That doesn't mean I'm a golfer. But. Okay, that's fair. So do I. I have clubs. I have the nice, you know, I got the orange pants, and I get out there, and everyone's, everyone looks at me, and they're like, oh, man, he knows what he's doing. First tee, shanking into the water, I'm done. <laughs> oh, man. No, Island Green is a lot of fun to play. No, it is. It is. It is. And it's rare. It's a par three course that allows you to have a cart. Wow. Which is very yeah. surprising. Yeah. Usually you got to walk. That's why I never play par threes. Is this a golf show yeah. or is this a football show? <laughs> it's a little bit of both, I think. Speaking of football, so uh, the, the Hawks, uh, you guys are, where, where are we now? Eight? No, seven. Seven and now. Seven and Okay. Yeah, the bye screw me up. How you guys been doing? I mean, you, you lose um, Eat It, Krivka, your 1,500-yard rusher last year, but you guys haven't skipped a beat. You got Tyler Belinsky, you know, your, your third-year uh, quarterback. Throwing dimes all over the field, you you guys have had a nice little run, huh? Yeah, no, we uh, we graduated a lot last year, and um, this year we, we thought we would be returning a lot of skill, and uh, if we can uh, come together up front as an offensive line, that we should be able to uh, to execute. And the kids are proven that they're doing that. So. Yeah, you guys had a really quick start to the year last year as well. I want to say you guys started out seven and zero last year, right? Yes, yes, we did. And you graduated, eat it. And now, did you see like a seven and another seven and zero start? I mean, that's not easy to do once, let alone back to back years. 
<laughs> no, I mean, like I said, we we knew with Tyler Belinsky and and uh, our young uh, young freshman there, Jason Palmieri, coming back, and we had uh, a, a host of running backs and and some receivers that we thought if they could step up, that uh, we would be able to execute offensively um, as long as we could put a line in front of them, and we were and, and the kids that are up front right now are are able to do that, and they're doing a tremendous job. You guys got some pretty big guys up front. I mean, I, I haven't really been paying too much attention about who, who's. I mean, I don't know if any of you guys are still here, but you, Alec and Ryan uh, looks like they're those are two big, pretty big senior offensive linemen. Yeah, they, they, those guys got some good size. Some of our other guys are are uh, are undersized, but they're doing a great job. You know, they're, they're they know what they're doing, and they're using great technique, and they're able to uh, able to execute. Tell us a little bit about what Tyler Belinsky brings to. He's you know a nice looking kid, six one, one ninety ish. He's been there three years for you. I mean, just tell me about little. Tell us a little bit about his progression as your quarterback. Well, the way he has matured at the position is he's done a tremendous job. You know, his knowledge of the game and his football IQ have increased steadily every year. When he first started playing for us, he was um, you know a sophomore, and we asked him to manage the game and. Last year we leaned on him a little bit more, and then this year we knew that uh, he, he had some glimpses of doing some uh, great things last year. And I believe he threw for like a thousand yards last year. Yeah. And we thought that we can lean on him a lot more this year, and uh, he's proven us right that we're and he's able to take on that role, and he's doing a great job. Woodland's had a pretty good run of quarterbacks. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, yeah, you, you have Tanner <laughs> Kingsley before that, who, who's uh... yeah. No, we've been uh, been very fortunate in that position. Yes. But uh, but who's been taken over for for eat it? Uh, well, there's a there's a host of them. We have uh, Jason Palmieri, like I said, he's a right. sophomore. He started for us as a freshman last year. Uh, we have Nick Russo uh, in the backfield as well. That's doing a great job. He's a junior, and uh, Joe DiDominico as well uh, also takes reps there at running back and and is that receiver for us as well. So we have a we have. About three of them that are rotating through that are taking on the role of of Krifka, um, which were tremendous shoes to fill. You know, yeah, a guy like Palmieri, who's a sophomore. You mentioned he started as a freshman. What has he? I guess was he kind of a surprise last year, and and how has his progression been now as a sophomore? Uh, last year he he came out like a ball of fire. Uh, we thought that he would be a contributor for us on special teams, and then. Uh, he stepped up at outside linebacker for us on defense and did a phenomenal job. And then he took over a role offensively. And now going into this season, he's just progressed in, in, in both phases and is doing a great job at that. Uh, some of your receivers, um, who's been doing well there for you guys? Uh, like I said, Joe DiDominico, who reps in a running back, but also a receiver, is doing a great job. We have a sophomore in uh, Nathan Bodnar. Who is who's really coming along, and then our senior uh, Jimmy Champagne is uh, is having a great season as well. Your defense has been pretty good too. I mean, looking back at some of the games here, I mean, uh, Torrington you only scored eight against you, and as we saw, they knocked off Dogs Hug with the other night, which was (laughs) that's crazy. Yeah, that was that was a great job by by coach there. Yeah, you guys haven't allowed more than uh, you guys haven't allowed you guys allowed nineteen points to Derby. That was the most points you guys allowed all season. Yeah, our defense um, was probably our our biggest concern going into the season because of. The, you know, we graduated seven starters off of that defense from last year, and um, 
that we were able to plug in some pieces that are that are doing a phenomenal job this year. Very proud of those guys. So you, you guys got a big one this week, obviously. Um, you, and I remember last year. I mean, everyone. Every time you, you face Ansonia, it's you know, everyone is just kind of. It's a given almost that they're going to win all these. They haven't lost an NVL game since 2010. Uh, how do you? How do you? I mean, you last year you get you guys had them in a barn burner. Last year was a tremendous game. Um, now you go to now you go down to Nolan Field, which is never ta- never easy to play in. You know, how are you guys uh, focusing in on this game? We have to we have to do um, we have to execute what we do uh, offensively and defensively, and at the end of the day, we're gonna have to block them and, and tackle them. You know, and and they are very versatile this year, and they have a lot of weapons offensively and and defensively. Their their linebackers are fast and physical, and we have to make sure that uh, we're doing what we need to do uh, to execute both offensively and defensively. Yeah, I mean, you, you you've been coaching against Ansoni. You've been Woodland, You've been with Woodland since two thousand and seven. Um, yes. You know, you, so you've covered. Uh, you've covered. You've coached against Ansoni so many different times. Woodland hasn't been able to beat them since two thousand and five. Yeah, the last state champion. Um, what do you guys have to do on Friday to win that game? Like, you know, do you guys have to run the ball well, throw the ball, you know, play play D well? We need to be able to capitalize, capitalize on our t- opportunities that are given to us. You know, um, last year we, we forced uh, some key turnovers that we weren't able to capitalize on. This year, if those opportunities present those to present themselves to us, we have to be able to to execute and, and uh, capitalize on those. What makes them? I mean, what do they? What makes them so tough a year? year in year out i mean what is it what is it a mystique at this point i mean i mean i know they have some great they players. have they have great talent and they're very well coached you know um their their offensive line is one of the best in the state typically and their their skills are tremendous they, they execute offensively very well and defensively they 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 get to the football they're fast and they're physical and they, you know that, that's what makes them so good you, you, you and talk, how well they're coached yeah you talk to shane kingsley much I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, any chance you can get him to turn heel, like you know, like Hulk Hogan or something? Maybe help you guys out <laughs> a little bit. I mean, you know, I know he's entrenched down there. He's Mister Ansonia, but you know, he's still a Woodland Hawk at, at heart, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a fun week. Uh, you know, we got Cody uh, on yeah. staff with us, so oh, it's yeah. going to be a, a very exciting week this week. Get, to get him turned, I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you might end up being coaching against him in the future. Who knows? I mean, maybe Tommy said, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to hand the keys over." I mean, he seems like he's grooming him <laughs> over there, but which would be very yeah. fascinating. I mean, you know, all these Valley games are just the, the you, you, there's so many like tight knit crossovers. A lot of people all, all know each other. I mean, it's a really special you know time, especially when you guys play big games. Do you like being in this? division with them now and I know you got moved over you know you had Naugatuck which is traditionally as according to Kyle Brennan at least that uh, it's traditionally that's their big rival Your, that's your big rival is Naugatuck you don't play them but instead you play the Seymour's Derbies and, and the Ansons do you like where you guys are I think we should have been yeah I think we should have been in this division right from the beginning you know it's the lower valley and um that's what that's where we should have been yeah uh, yeah and I like being in there definitely but what do we got to do to get Naugatuck down there maybe they should just go to two divisions yeah, I don't know what we got to do to get another stuff, but for, that would be a that would be a lot of fun if we could get them back on the schedule as well. Yeah. yeah speaking of schedule, 
and you have seen, I'm sure you've noticed that the, the state has gone to this scheduling alliance where there's a lot of conference crossovers, and the NVL is not a part of it. Have you guys had any conversations about kind of branching out and opening up the schedule for non-conference opponents? Uh, as amongst uh, the athletic directors, uh, that I, I don't know as far as that goes. I know some of the coaches we've talked and uh, we think it would be good. Um, but as far as the uh, athletic directors, I don't know if they've discussed that. Yeah, they seem to kind of run the show there. But maybe a, a good S school. I mean, I'd like to see yeah. them play Sheehan maybe during the regular season. Yeah, maybe a Sheehan thrown in there or, you know, some someone that's, you know, maybe a, I don't know, <laughs> just trying to think about it. <laughs> I can't even think of many. Because we had more time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you guys, you guys made the playoffs last year. You had to travel up to Bloomfield to play the eventual uh, S champions in Bloomfield, the Warhawks. Um, but how was that experience for the guys who are still left? You know, mainly Tyler, Palmieri, all the guys that are still are still around from last year's team to go up and play against a, a very good team like Bloomfield. They, it, it was a very great opportunity for them. They were very, very for them. They were very excited to do that. Um, you know where they came from when um, when I first got in, and we were. Um, weaker you know and we didn't we didn't make it that far we didn't even make it any closer we're one and nine so you know and then for them to turn it around as they got older to be able to compete at that level and uh go down the bloomfield and see what uh, what other teams in the state are like that they were very excited to do that and uh, it's uh hats off to them for the way that they they have taken on that and and their and their execution this year you know where do you see this te- this team compared to last? I mean, what 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 does this team to team do better maybe than last year's team? And what do you guys still need to? What would you like to see you guys improve on? All, all, all across the board, um, <laughs> I think that we have to prove on on our knowledge of the game. You know, I mean, we're very young in a lot of positions. You know, I like I said, we've got some sophomores um, starting in key roles. And our knowledge of that of the game and and uh, picking up everything that's coming on with the different things that we see each week, um, that would be something that we would need to need to improve on um, moving forward. So uh, overall, four years though. I mean, it was the, you guys were kind of in a. I all I heard was gloom and doom. You know, Chris took over again. Uh, I heard you know he did a did a nice job to start, and then he left again. And it seemed like everyone was like, "Look, we don't think Woodland's going to be really good. It looks like the numbers are low." How have you been able to kind of change that? I mean, immediately you get in there, you, and the next thing you know, you guys are are right back in the thick of the NVL and the playoff hunt. We've we've had. Um tremendous success with our young guys really stepping up we've been leading on those young guys a lot and uh over the past four years and those guys have stepped up and excelled and that's really been um a tremendous help to us you know our our upperclassmen sizes have gotten bigger um and uh the 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 team enrollment uh has gotten bigger as well so that's that's helped us out tremendously we enjoy Everything runs smoothly now. You enjoy being there the last few years. Oh yeah, I love the I love the team. Uh, I love I love the the region. You know, the administration, everything. It's been it's been a, quite a pleasure to be here. Yes. And there's nothing like a game at Woodland, by the way. I mean, I know you're playing Ansonia at Ansonia this week, but if anybody out there who has never been up to Woodland to see a game, go there. It is it is probably one of the most gorgeous stadiums in the entire they got to get an state. escalator though the, the yeah. walk up is is, is so tiring 
just got parked across the street. That's all. <laughs> do you make? Uh, I don't remember. Do you make like a visiting team's walk? They do. They walk down the hill, don't they? They have to go somewhere. They don't stay up. Well, some there. of them. Some of them do. Some of them stay up there. You know, it, it depends on the team. I would make you up know, something so. like. I would say like, oh no, you can't stay up here because like it's a safety issue or something. I'd make them walk. I'd make, make them walk, walk down and walk all the up. way down to like you know, <laughs> all the way down the hill to a locker. Yeah, yeah, no, that uh, they get dropped off at the top sometimes now, and then they they choose not to come down. Which yeah, understandable. Yeah, I don't blame them. But they got the fire. <laughs> you got you got Beacon. Pete, Pete and I have been to uh, uh, the Beacon Hose. We've we've done a few uh, right the cornhole tournament. the cornhole tournament. And Sean and I Sean and I are collectively like one in nine over two yeah, years. We did it. We didn't do it this year. We did it two years ago with Kyle, and like he's just we're like terrible. he created a second division for us because we were so we're bad. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but oh, sorry, it comes along with practice. That's all. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I guess we're gonna need a lot of it. <laughs> but uh, but you, you get the beacon hose up there, ringing the the siren. It's just a tremendous. It's, atmosphere. Oh, it's a cool environment. Yeah, no, the community support is tremendous. You know, like I, like you guys said, you know, the fire department, everybody's up there. Come out for Friday nights. It's a, it's a great, great time, great experience, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so it's a big one this week. I mean, I know it's, you know, you whatever happens, you're still pretty in, in great shape as far as playoffs is concerned. So I guess you just go out there and, and have fun. You know, play, play, try to play mistake-free football. Take advantage of, of opportunities, and maybe you guys upset to, or shock the state on a Friday night. <laughs> that would be a, that would be a great thing for us, definitely. Yeah. All right, coach. Well, we appreciate you giving us a little time here, and uh, and we, you know, all I can say is good luck. I mean, it's yeah. never and easy. Good luck. Maybe I'll see you at Highland uh, this summer. Yeah. <laughs> Very good, guys. Thanks a lot. All Thanks, right, coach. coach. So Pete, that was Chris Muffo, and uh, that's a tall order for them on uh, on Friday. But I I really hope Friday six, six o'clock. Just so you know, uh, I really really hope that uh, they show up and, and give Ansonia a game. I, the NVL, it's just been Ansonia's league for so long, and the, for the NVL sake, you had a big upset that was great for the league for for Torrington knocking off Naugatuck. But someone's got to knock off Ansonia. I don't I know if like, they're going to be able to. I feel like the NVL only exists for like three weeks out of the year. Is when we Tend to care well, that's about why it. Kyle and, and uh, Remy they they got rid of the NVL blog. It was just getting pre- too predictable. It is. I mean, you know, you look at it. This game obviously is highlighted. The end of the year, Nogatok and Sonia is a big one. But like other than that, I feel like we just skimmed through the NVL schedule and we got. We pretty Kyle, much do. We can do Someone that, actually that that that, that doesn't somebody really actually emailed. I mean, I've been to a couple of NVL games this year. We've we've covered a bunch. But someone said, like, why, you know, you guys don't cover the NVL that much. And I'm just like, because it's, you know, there's not a lot that goes on there. And until, you know, we asked Chris about it, uh, the scheduling, and he said the coaches like the idea. Obviously, it's up to the athletic directors. Yeah, some of the coaches who we've had discussions with like the idea of playing some out-of-conference games. I think that will go a long way in just helping the NVL as a whole. It's just so boring. It's so crappy to say, but it is so boring. You can look at it and you go, "Okay, that team's going to beat that team by 50. Yeah. Next. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to see what happens. Listen, Antonia, they got they got they, Sheldon Schuler, they got Shaquem Harmon, they got the Cafaro twins, and Tyler and Garrett. I mean, they're good. And they don't do, and you know, they did lose their top receiver at the beginning of the year, but they have not skipped the beat. I mean, I saw them against Watertown. It was not pretty. This is Antonia's, you know. Pop quiz here. Yeah. We'll see if they have the guns to compete with the Bloomfields of the world in class. Set. So, with that said, 
the picks. Let me tell you, this was a very weird week. Um, I feel like I say that every week, but I truly believe that this was a very weird week because for the first time this season, Sean and I finished in first. <laughs> hey, man, look at us. Yeah, I'm impressed. So we finished 8-2. Four no Murphy in the eight ball at seven and three. Eight ball. Eight ball. Eight ball. Eight ball is one game behind Joe. <laughs> um, Erickson six and four. Bloxham, Bonjour, and Morelli go five and five. Hate to see it, Doug. Hate and to see Ryan it. And then Ryan Lacey goes three and seven. Ryan. Ryan got taken to freaking school this week. Ryan, you gotta, you know. He I got know- cocky. He got cocky after the Newington pick last week. Yep. He got cocky. He went against the grain on a handful of picks, and yeah. he bit him. He went local on Pomp Rock. He's the News Times guy. So he went local on Pomp Rock. That, the, they bit him. Congrats, Pinnell, winning that big game for us. <laughs> Thank you. He picked New London. Yeah, New London. There was no way. He just he just didn't have a good week. So nah. he was 3-7. and seven, uh, Sorry. And, uh, and Doug finally, now that women's basketball season has started, Doug's starting to yeah. take a tumble down the standings. Yeah. Eight and see it. Yeah, well, this is, this is where it gets crazy. So it was such a, an interesting week where some guys at the top fell off. Those of us who stayed within three or four games really catapulted to the top. So Fornabio and Stewart are at the top with 57-23. and 23. Bowling and McNamee are 56 and 24. One game back. And Doug and and myself are 55 and 25. Yeah. Right there, the six of us are all within a game of each other. Yeah. So it's very interesting. And then Lacey and Murphy are, you know, five back from the lead at 52 28. Erickson's 49 and 31. Boxham's 47 and 33. Morelli is 45 and 35. And the eight ball is 44 and 36. It's not bad for the eight ball, I'll tell you. Well, you know what happened in the last two weeks? A lot of home teams have won the games. Yeah. Which so. is. The eight ball, when it picks, usually gives preference. Not preference, but it usually weights it toward the home team. Yeah. So, so first up, we have 6-1 and one Maloney traveling to play. 6-1 and one Weathersfield. Now, remember, Maloney was ranked this year. They That's were right. Six and Until oh. last week. Yeah, and they lost to Newington. They fell right. out. Weathersfield not really getting any love in the poll as much as Maloney did. Right, because they Even lost. Even though they beat the same teams. I went to Weathersfield versus Middletown at Catone Field, and uh, the thing I took out of that game was Connor Pace is a good receiver, man. He is really good, and Matt Silver, he and Matt Silver have a really nice connection. Um, every time that they needed a big pass, he was there to catch it, and uh, he caught a beautiful one down the left side lane, very much like the Carter Allman one from Southington the night before, over the shoulder, really great grab, and then he set up uh, two more scores. They just kind of pulled away from that game. They had a fumble kick. Anyway. So this is a fascinating matchup. I mean, Weathersfield, remember, everyone was after the game was like, what did you guys take out of that hand game? You know, or same thing with Southern. What did you guys take out of that Darien game? How has that propelled you forward? So this is a fascinating matchup between Angel RC and Camarano, and then on the other side, Weathersfield, Matt Silver, and Connor Pace. I'm going Maloney on this one. Really? Yeah, I'm going Maloney. Wow, I thought I was going to be the only one who was going to go Maloney. I'm going with Maloney as well. I'm going with the bounce back. I really like Angel RC. He's the kid's a sophomore. I mean, we talked about the Newington game and, and uh, Pitrosella from Newington, how great he was. Angel RC threw five touchdowns in yeah. that game. Let's not forget that this kid is the real deal. Camarino missed time last year with a broken hand. He's right. getting his time to shine. James Tarver can run the ball. Uh, Trevor Santiago is great on the defensive line. I'm saying Maloney bounces back as well. Next up, we're saying in the CCC. I organize these by conferences now, so we're oh, not all over the place. I know, right? I'm learning in week nine. Um, we got two and five New Britain at one and six East Hartford. The battle of the teams that both vanquished Glastonbury the last couple weeks. The battle of the two teams that were really State good last playoff year. playoff teams, teams last year. Year. That's absolutely, yeah. that's even better. 
Um, East Harvard, congratulations. You beat Glastonbury, and the New Britain beat Glastonbury yeah. the week before, 36-20. Uh, so, th- so those two guys have that. New Britain coming off a really tough, oh, my goodness, coming off a really tough overtime loss to Connor at 17-14. Uh, it just hasn't been these teams' year this season, and uh, it's, I, this is a hard, it's a hard pick for me. I'm going to have to go with New Britain. Yeah, really. I I was a big East Hartford guy last year. Um, Darian Williams, sophomore quarterback, has replaced Raquan Tompkins. Just mm. kind of like I was told, kind of like a Raquan Tompkins Jr. Mm. East Hartford's getting better as the year's going on. Yes. I'm going with the Hornets. Yeah, it's kind of a pick'em game, so I'm going to go with uh, New. Yeah, I'm going to go with New Britain. Yeah, you already did. Yeah, you can't change. All right, going over to the ECC. This one's a good one. Seven and zero, Killingly. Here we go. Traveling to Norwich to play four and three NFA. Do not let the four and three fool you. Yeah. Do not read into the to the records, and I know a lot of our pickers do. Yeah. NFA has played the likes of Shelton. They've played Xavier. Xavier beat Xavier. Yep. They've, they've lost a really the hard schedule. Um, they played West Haven, lost to West Haven. Yep. Um, so they were right in the they were right in the mix of the SEC would, Division One. Would you Sierra like to one. hear a fun fact about this game? Go for it. Since two thousand and four, they have played eight times. Ooh. NFA has led the series seven to one, with yeah. Killingly winning the only game last season, twelve to six. But here's the thing with NFA: so they they've they're now down. We've talked about this before. They are now down to their third string quarterback, yep. um, Jason Desilius. Uh, sophomore, they have one of the best receiving cores in the state, I think. Nolan Mulkenthal, uh, Andrew Cope, uh, Max and Pierre Lewis. It's a really good o- offense if they can get on the ball, and that's been their problem. But uh, DeSilly's had a really nice uh, job, did a nice job last week in the win over Fitch. Um, but how about this about Killingly? Jacob Nurse, their quarterback, I, I, has been tremendous. Now, remember in, in 2017, what did they do? They ran people over. Ova. He is now thrown for more touchdown passes at week eight or seven games than they threw all that season. Well, and then to talk about the running people over, that year they had Spencer Lockwood. Last year they had Harriet running back. And now this year they got sophomore Jack Sharp. He's coming off a 386-yard performance. Yeah. They're, they're still, still running people yeah, over. Still, but let me just quickly unearth. They're throwing 65, 70-yard touchdown passes over at Killingly. So they're, they're mixing it up over there. This it's, guy, this kid can sling it. It's it's interesting. I really like Killingly. They're, they're, they're young, they're, but they're still winning. Look, I said it in the guide last week. I, I think Killingly is going to win the uh, ECC d- tier one, division one, whatever you want to call it. With that said, I'm going to go with Killingly. Yeah, I'm going with Killingly too. I think this sharp kid is the I real still, deal. Got to see them a couple of weeks yeah, ago. I haven't seen him. Really yet. like him, really like what they're doing there. Um, and I just think the injuries to NFA, it, it's not fair, but it, it's true. You know, they have a lot of injuries. It's hard to to work past some of those. So. I would not put it past NFA to be able to, to really, no, really. I mean, they've got, a, a what, 111 kids on the roster. Yeah. They can just pick up a quarterback from art class. And I, I don't know if it, Killingly has 111 kids in the school. Or, that's not true. But, <laughs> but uh, that's tough. I mean, listen, it's tough. But Killingly, I, I, listen, Killingly is, they're good. I picked them. And I, they're still alive. I picked them to win Class M. My Class M picks not. Yeah. <laughs> can I, can I go, change mine? 
We haven't talked about how Killingly has changed. They're no longer the Redmen. They're now the Red Hawks. They just completely copied Manchester. Copied Manchester. Come on. What are you guys, the CCC? Everybody is Eagles and Indians in the CCC. Now we got Red Hawks all over the place. We need we need more teams to be like Oxford and be the Wolverines and just do something crazy and weird and different and like Red. It just seems like it. And I get. But, I'm sure there was a lot of decision that went into it, including a school vote. But like, do something. Crazy. As soon as Manchester picked Red Hawks, it that should have been, been off, off the, table. the table. Yep. Take it off. Take it yep. off the board. Do something weird. Like, do I'm something like Centaurs. Right. Centaurs is cool. That's Woodstock. Yeah, Woodstock's great. Do that. Like, do something that has to do with your town. I don't know. The Killingly running people over. That's what they should have been. All right. Next <laughs> the fighting one. Fighting Chad Neal. Yeah. No, uh, the, the fourth game on the on the pickums we got, we talked about this one earlier, 7-0 Woodland, 7-0 Ansonia. Another fun fact. I have a lot of fun facts today. Since 2014, Ansonia is 12-2 versus Woodland. Woodland won in 2004 and 2005. Right. So since 2004, when Woodland won its yeah, first state championship, they've and met Sonia's 14 12. times. Yep. And Sonia is... Well, Ansonia hasn't lost an NBL game since no, 2010. So they, the Woodland's last one was 2005, two years before Coach Chris joined the Woodland staff in 07. Yeah. That so. was their second straight state championship yep. team. I love how Woodland showed up last year. That was kind of a shock. They need Ansoni needs a foil. They need somebody in the league to to, to constantly push. To them. let them play four quarters. Yeah, to constantly push them. Woodland does that. Has been the only team. I mean, outside of Nogatuck, Nogatuck was, was in that game last year. Palmieri was a big part of it. Yep. Belinsky was a big part of it. I just they kind of seem like they wilted under the pressure last year. Now you're down at Jarvis. I don't see them. I don't think there's any pressure on them in this game. No, there shouldn't be because there be, we didn't even you're we didn't not ask supposed about, yeah. to win. This game, they could go in and play carefree. Yeah. So, Willen, you're getting in the playoffs regardless. This is an Ansonia team that hasn't really had to play four quarters. No. Right? So, if you could keep this close and get this deep into the game, anything can happen. Right. You play that's that's why. That said, I'm taking Ansonia. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Too much. I mean, listen, the Kafaros are great. Schuler, great. Shaquem Harmon, great. I'm obviously going to go with the Chargers. I don't see them. I don't see this the streak ending this week. Prove me wrong, Woodland, please. Yeah. Prove us all wrong. Upset the apple cart. Shock the world. Do whatever you got to do. Shock the world. But uh, I'm still going with answer. <laughs> Moving to the SEC, we have Notre Dame West Haven, who's four and three, and four and your boys, at four and three Fairfield Prep. Notre Dame, you broke my heart last week. You broke my heart. I fought and clawed. I was like, Notre Dame, they're going to go 8-2. They had such a rough road to start the season. They freighted I had you, huh? so much faith in you, and you lost to a, a good Xavier team. Let's, you let's broke not. My heart you, did, you, you broke my heart. I'm so upset. But I mean, it was a close game. Jackson Zelinski uh, got stopped on fourth down on the six and with 15 Great seconds game. left. Tremendous and game. And they lost. Um, this Fairfield prep team has just has lost to Xavier as well. They lost by one on a two point conversion. They have two other big losses to good teams. They yeah. lost to St. Joe's and Shelton. I feel like Fairfield Prep has just played a little better. Champ Long. Yep. You have J.P. Arapoli catching passes now. You have McGillicuddy. Notre Dame. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know what happened last week. I did pick Xavier to beat him, though, so it kind of shows you what I, 
you know, where I thought Notre Dame was. Listen, it was a close game, and they were. This is it's going to be another bummer. The Catholic school games have been all great. They're all fun. They're all great. <laughs> Fairfield Prep has been in every single, single game it's played this year. Uh, they were even in the St. Joe game. Notre Dame wasn't. I'm going with the Jesuits. Champ. Yeah. Let's bring it. Yeah, I wrote down here, Champ Long FTW for the win. All right, standing in the SEC, five and two Ooh. Hamden at four and three Amity. Hamden. This game is just interesting because of the way that the two programs are. The two double L schools are playing in tier two in the SEC. Mm. I'm going to be honest with you, I am thrilled for Hamden that they're five and two. That's great. I'm very happy for Tom Dyer. It's been a real couple of rough years from when he took over as AD and everyone wanted him to be the coach. Yeah, everyone thought he was the magic, you know, the magic pill. Yeah, I mean, he's it's been, state it's been a struggle. winning coach. You know, he has the resume. Look, their schedule is what their schedule is, but they have not won the games. I mean, they you could argue that they you know, should have won one of the other games. Uh, it should be 6-1, and one. but they're going up against a 4-3 They lost to Milford, team. right? Yeah. yeah, they should have won that. That game. was the coolest game, yeah. Yeah, 22-21. Um, then you got an Amity team who coming off of the <laughs> loss to Hill House. I cannot figure out Amity. Amity lost to Hill House. They won last week. Um, they beat up Lyman Hall, which, yeah. you know, it should you be. Know, a- but from the Amity game last week, uh, my boy Joe DiGello threw an 85-yard touchdown. <laughs> That's unbelievable. He threw an 85-yard touchdown pass. I got someone sent it Joe. to Joe! And I'm looking at him like, who is that quarterback? I was like, holy crap, it's Joe DiGello. Uh, Joe, where were you guys last week? Yeah. What? I mean, Hill House speed, I, I, you know, Amity doesn't have. Uh, I thought that Lyman Hall might 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 turn around and do the same thing. Guess not. Yeah. Um, which, which Amity team is going to show up? Amity's played a much tougher schedule than Hamden. Yep. Hamden's got Chris Pigott, who's speed, great. Speed. speed. They have State their most wins. Speed. We didn't mention this. They have their most wins since Scott Benoit was there. Yep. Okay, and that's 2009. Hamden can't finish any worse in 5-5 five and five this year. I think they actually have a winning season that's going to be their first since 2009. Yeah. Um, but in this game, in this case, Amity, this is their probably one of their toughest opponents so far this season. Um, I'm going with the spot. Yeah, I'm going with Amity as well. I have it written down, going with Joe DiGello all day. Yeah, all Joe, all the time. All Joe, all the time. I like that. All right, going down to the SWC. We were talking about New Milford before. Three and four New Milford at one and six. Sean Murray. uh, New Milford has a Team Murray. They haven't won, and this is the most wins they've had in the season in how long? It's been a very, very long time. Um, That said, I'm just going to go New Milford. I'm just going to ride them. I'm going to ride. They won three games in a row at one point this year. Bethel has just struggled. Yeah. I mean, that's a day just struggled. I'm going with New Milford. Bethel did have that first win over Jonathan Law a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. Um, good for them, and they come back, and they you know they got their doors blown off. But New Milford, like you said, it's a young squad. I really like Sean Murray, uh, what he's done so far. You know, Reese Vanek, a quarterback. He's a sophomore. He's got a couple good rec- uh, good senior leadership. You have Sergey Holcomb, Emilio Mejas. Uh, they've just proven themselves over and over again this year. I'm going with the Green Wave. I'm moving down to the FCAC. We have a trap game. <laughs> um, got one and six West Hill at zero and seven Trinity and Wright Tech. I have another fun fact. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Trinity has scored eighteen or more points in five games this season. Really? Yeah. Mm. A couple of twenty-point games. Right. West Hill has scored twenty-seven points all season. Wow. Yep. So I knew they had trouble scoring. They with got shut with out that, the first three games. I'm uh, I'm gonna go with Trinity Cal. 
Really? Yeah. Well, Pete, because you said that, I'm going with the fighting Joe DeVellis. Really? Maybe yeah. they'll update their rosters. <laughs> Tom, Tom Brochard, is he's done a pretty admirable job at Trinity, given you know their struggles with rosters and, and trying to you know, get that program back up and rolling again. I mean, Trinity is not too far away. It wasn't that long ago that they were in the state playoffs. They were competing with all these FCAC teams. Um, you know, they've had on paper played the better. They've had the, they've played better on paper, but I'm going to go, I'm going with, I'm going with the fighting Joe DeVelis just right. because. All right. Go get him, Joey. No, sticking in the FCAC. I like this game on paper. This game is going to be fun. These are two teams that if they didn't play the schedules yeah. that they had to play, <laughs> oh they God. would actually be pretty decently on paper. Uh, four and three Norwalk, four and three Danbury. I, you know, Danbury played awesome last week. They have a bunch of guys that we mentioned on the show, mainly Josh Joyner, and you look at Norwalk, and they got Kyle Gordon. Here's something I did not mention before. Josh Joyner, did I say this? Josh Joyner in pass coverage? I don't know. You mentioned it like seven times to me at one point, so I don't know if it was on the show or not. That was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember. They had Josh Joyner in pass coverage. He tipped away the pass. They he's a great athlete. He's the, the kid is, the, I'm going to say it right now, he's first team All-State. Let's just throw it out there already. <laughs> He is a first-team All-State. That kid's amazing. Boston College is yep. going to get a good one. Great athlete. Anyway, but uh, then you know, on Norwalk, so you got Kyle Gordon. I love Kyle throwing Gordon. Throwing This kid's amazing. He's, a, he's an unbelievable athlete. Yeah. I mean, like you said, they they both had some rough, rough opponents. Rough schedules. And Norwalk got stuck with hand in the Alliance games, which, you know, Sean Ireland. Sean Ireland, at the beginning of the season, said he thought he could be pretty good this year. And you know what? I think we said on this show that they could be 7-3. That Ludlow loss at the time, you're like, wow, yeah. how'd you lose to Ludlow? Yeah. Ludlow's not bad. Nope. Ludlow's and actually is... it was 43-42 game. Yeah, and they lost on a, on a what was it? It was a two-point conversion yep. or, or missed one. Um, so Ludlow's good. So that loss looks a lot better in retrospect. But Danbury really showed you something last week. This really be a high-scoring game. This could be like a 40-35 game. And I'm going to it Saturday night, so it's going to be great. I have a really hard – this is a hard one for me. Oh, but it's going to be at Danbury opening the new field, too. Ooh. Throw that in there. I'm going with the Hatters. Really? Yes, I'm going with the Hatters. Wow. I'm going with the Bears. Oh. I'm going with Norwalk. Really? I'm going with Kyle Gordon. I'm going with Sean Ireland. I'm going with the Bears. Hatters at home with opening the field and everything. You have all fired up about taking Darien to the limit. You know, you want to talk about trap games? Like, don't, guys. Like, you know, that doesn't mean you're, you know, you're, you're going to be, think, you're going to win a state championship. So, like, let's I tone it down. Let's get back to work. Let's knock Pete and Sean Ireland <laughs> out of this thing. Let's go. I think there's a, it was a great game last week. A lot of emotions coming in. There's the possibility that they can come out flat. And I think, I think so too. Kyle Gordon can take full advantage of that. Kyle Gordon's great. He's great. Can't do it at all. No, he can't do it all. And even though I wrote down to... here, Kyle Gordon just does it all, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna have to stay away from John Joyner. John Joyner can single-handedly win games. We almost saw it last week. So. I, I literally wrote on my card for this: Kyle Gordon just does it all. And I'm like, he doesn't. He can't do he it. Can't all. do it all. <laughs> Kid's a freak athlete. He is a great freak baseball athlete. player too. So. I'm gonna amend my statement. He can do it all, but will he do enough? Yes. Uh, number the last game. Danbury. Denver. Go get him, Augie. The the last game on the on the on the Pickums in the CTC, we got one and we got one win Vinyl Tech and winless MCW United. The Fighting Stango Garzones. 
I, scored their first points in that, in that first they game. Were winning. They, they were, were winning. They were winning. 12 0. I'm torn. I, I really I'm so I want torn. Jen to get her first one. I remember covering um, Wilka Tech when she was an assistant coach there with Jamie when I when I first started. I really want her to get her first win. I you know, I covered all those schools for such a long time there was my first job. And then my roommate from college went and played at vinyl. So I'm kinda torn there. Yeah. I don't know who to pick. I really don't know. It I know I, I know you're dying for Jen to get her, her first win. I, I really want her to. Because that's this is like the third game we've had or second game we've had to pick for them yeah. already. <laughs> I'm going with final two. Yeah, I'm going with final two. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm gonna have to. close, but no cigar. I, 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 Wilcox Tech was their shot. I think Jen needs a, another year under her belt. Yeah, so. soon, soon though, soon though, MCW. Hopefully, this won't be a trap week for me because I, you know, I'm, I'm rolling. I want to get this, you know, this eight and two record. I want to make my move up the standings, knock, <laughs> knock Dave Stewart and the guys out. So uh, that's gonna wrap it up for this week. We thank Chris Moffel for giving us a little bit of time. Uh, and we'll see you out there for Pete Paguaga. I am Sean Patrick Bowley. This has been the Meat Grinder on Game Time CT. Later.